You are listening to Amazing Arizona Comics Radio, the podcast about my mini-comic, Amazing Arizona Comics. My name is Russ. Thanks for clicking play. I really appreciate it, especially today. I'm recording this on Sunday, June 24th, and I am leaving Drawn to Comics right now in downtown Glendale, Arizona, where I just completed the 24-hour comic challenge. I've done it four years in a row in June. This is my third year doing it at Drawn to Comics in their storefront window. Just imagine those movies where folks are shopping in New York in the fashion district and they have, you know, the fur coats and chic dresses of the day on mannequins and big windows and women or window shopping those big beautiful windows well that's the kind of window they have over at drawn to comics and i set up in such a window it's my own little glass house for 24 consecutive hours i'm on display like a performance art piece a live drawing tutorial whatever you want to call it that's what i'm doing in that window fulfilling the 24-hour comic challenge And it's a cross-country affair because my brother, who lives in Connecticut, joins me via Skype. And he colors the pages right after I ink them. I scan and send them to him, and then he's he's coloring them in real time with me. So he is also completing the 24-hour challenge uh, by way of his own expertise, which is comic book coloring. He colors all of my amazing Arizona comics issues. So it's... It's fun just in that regard. Add to that, though, that I have so many amazing and wonderful friends and loved ones that show moral support as the event is going on. And because I know I have a lot of generous friends, I want to, in turn, share their generosity. So what I've done the last few years is I've picked a local charity, and I've asked my friends and fans to contribute to that charity, usually at a minimum of $10.00. A piece. Sometimes they're sponsoring an hour for $10 or they're just donating to the charity. That was the case this year. Then they'll get an ad in the back of the finished comic for a project of their choice if they have a podcast or a book or a comic book or whatever they're working on, short film, what have you. So this year that charitable cause was the Foster Hope Foundation, a group that raises funds and awareness for Arizona's foster care system, which doesn't often get the funds and awareness it needs and deserves. I discovered the group at a coffee shop in the Sunny Slope District of Phoenix. I was grabbing a cup of coffee on Flag Day, June 14th, and uh, Christina, a volunteer for the organization, was set up outside, so I got my coffee, then came out and decided to donate a buck or two. I didn't want solicitation pre-coffee, but I was you know, wide-eyed and open-minded afterward. And when I looked over their materials, I thought to myself, you know what, man, when it comes to comics, what cause is more dear than the foster care system? Think about some of our most beloved superheroes. Superman, Batman, Spider-Man, all without parents, all raised by other loved ones. The Kents, Alfred, Aunt May... Those are foster families. We may not call them that, but that is indeed what they are. And so, practically the holy trinity of comics and superheroes, well, they're affected by this very issue. So, it made sense to me. Plus, when I was a kid, you know, reading comics, 
was therapeutic, was exciting, was adventurous, was escape. And uh, it just makes sense then that if making my own comic can help kids experience any one of those things, then it's the least I can do to give back. So anyway, we raised about $400 for that group in 24 hours. And considering I'm just a dude drawing in a window, I think that's pretty remarkable, and I am very proud. I'm not bragging. I'm promoting that you too can give and help out this organization. Join us in doing this, especially if you're a comic book fan, because it's a great cause. And like I said, it's connected to this thing we love, both by way of the content of these characters and the context of who we are as basically big kids. Still reading and loving, and in my case, making comics. So, do it. It's the Foster Hope Foundation. Just Google them. They're Tempe-based right here in Arizona. And when you find their website, you'll find the means to donate time, money, supplies, clothes, things of that nature. So check them out, please. So the comic book itself is complete. I did finish it in 24 hours, as I have every year. This year I came in about 15 minutes shy of the top of the hour, so that's good. There was a little time, just a little wiggle room. And if I had the energy, I would have revisited some pages and added some details and stuff like that. Actually, I don't know if I could do that because my brother's already colored those pages, so they're kind of in the can. Um, So, yeah, with that 15 minutes... I just finished my uh, probably sixth cup of coffee and uh, putzed around, drawn to comics, stretching my legs, looking at comics, and uh, coming in for a slow descent on my 24-hour comic challenge. The story of this issue, and I don't know what number of Amazing Arizona Comics it will be yet. I'm currently working on issue 34. That's shaping up to be a multi-part story, so this one may be the number after whatever issue ends that story. We could be looking at issue 37 for this uh, for this tale. I don't know, but um, because I am so dependent on caffeine during this challenge, and because, again, I mentioned so many friends are supportive, people were bringing me cups of coffee, homemade coffee, all sorts of, you know, coffee from their favorite a local coffee shop, and just so many great gifts of pure caffeine that I decided to make that the central piece or point of the comic is caffeine, our addiction to it. So my friend, Steve Rogers USA on Instagram, he is Captain America as far as I'm concerned. He introduced the Caffinity Gauntlet at Phoenix Comic Fest this year. He took a picture of it for his own Instagram, and I have a picture of him with it on mine at Amazing AZ Comics. So if this relic exists, surely it has powers beyond the imagination fueled by caffeine. So what would its its victims experience? What would the world be like if somebody with evil intent literally got their hands on and in this thing caffeinating all of us to the point where rest isn't even an option. What would the world be like? For the better or for the worse? Well, that's going to be the point of this issue, basically. So if you're intrigued, keep your eyes on AmazingArizonaComics.com for more information. I mean, the issue is practically done. A little lettering, a little packaging, a little post-production. 
bing, bang, boom, I'll put it online and you could buy it. In fact, I may say that half of the proceeds of this book now and always will go toward Foster Hope Foundation. So you could be giving by buying my comic book. Hmm. We'll see how that shapes up. But yeah, I'm just kind of exhausted right now driving home, and I'm talking to you via podcast here, so I could basically keep my eyes open, stay alert, stay awake. I did talk to my brother for 24 consecutive hours, basically, so I'm sure he doesn't want to hear from me right now. I gotta thank him, though, for coloring those pages. They look fantastic. He may, you know, if we were ranking my art, like, jerks rate women, I'd give my pages, like, a solid six. And then he makes them a a solid eight. It's like he makes them up for a night on the town. (laughs) Little color, little blush, little shading, and boom. You just turned that toad into a prince. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so I got to thank him for doing that. It's good bonding time, brotherly bonding time, but it's also just a great creative experience to know that my pages are getting colored and I'm drawing them with the mentality that they will soon be colored, so it kind of helps my art, helps inform the illustration. I also have to thank my beautiful girlfriend Randy, who basically sacrificed a weekend, you know, 24 hours in a window. That's her time too, because we share so much time together, and I know it's a sacrifice, so I just got to say thanks to her now and always also to ken and his wife susan brown the owners of drawn to comics travelandleisure.com's fifth best comic shop to visit in the country we have it right here in the phoenix metropolitan area and man they're so hospitable to let me draw in their window not to mention the countless other things we do there over the uh, over the days and months of the year between ken and i recording podcasts to hosting Kirby-themed events around Jack Kirby's birthday in August. To basically whatever my little mind comes up with, Ken's like, sure, you want to do it in the shop? Let's do it. And it's just a gift to have a friend on that side of the counter who's so passionate about comics, he wants to share his corner of the industry with an artist like me. So I'm just so grateful, Ken and Susan. Thank you guys both. And man, the guys that work there... The guys that work at Drawn to Comics, if Ken had an employee of the month program, and I don't know whether or not he does, it would be the hardest decision to make every month because each and every one of his crew bend over backwards to make you feel welcome. This morning, one of the guys is sweeping the the, the threshold, the doorway, the walkway. Nobody asked him to do it. He's just doing it. He's just sweeping the doorway. That is a love for where you work that is a passion for what you do for a living it's admirable and it's just fortunate that it's connected to comics but good lord bathrooms clean might be something stupid to say on a podcast but come on how many businesses let alone comic book stores have you been in in the bathrooms like oh boy you know people are leaving books in there after they read them on the toilet not at Drawn to Comics. It's a nice, clean comic book uh, shop bathroom. I don't even know if it's meant to be a public bathroom, to be honest with you guys. So if you're there um, and you got to go, I'd say just run to the subway across the street. But 
maybe that's how the bathroom stays so clean. <laughs> but um, it's important. So, uh, yeah, just go to Drawn to Comics. I, I don't know what else to say about that. If you're on the west side of town, if you're on the east side of town, go to Ash Avenue Comics because Drew is just as hospitable. He let me do something there on Flag Day, June 14th, related to one of my back issues. And again, the hospitality, the kindness, the generosity of space. Just the permission and the opportunity to sell my comics in his shop. It's a, Again, it's just like a, it's a gift. They're basically giving me money, and it's my responsibility to take full advantage of what that potential is. To hit up customers for for sketches and to pitch my comic. These guys don't have to do this stuff. They're busy enough making their weekly diamond orders and scheduling employees, maintaining facility, watching budget, overhead, doing stuff like that, small business stuff. And then I come walking in, hey, can I set up a table over here in the corner on flag day? And then they say yes. Unbelievable. So cool. And that, to me, is what represents the Phoenix art scene in general. Not even just comics, but the art scene. That's the best of what the Phoenix art scene has to offer. Somebody has space, which is only second to time as far as a commodity goes. Somebody has space, and they're willing to share it. Nobody's ever asked me for a couple bucks back for that space. So, geez, you know, what am I going to do but say thank you, thank you, thank you and, and encourage you guys to go to these stores and give them a little business. Tell them Russ sent you. You heard it on the podcast. And, uh, geez, he was kissing your butt so hard I just had to come in here. <laughs> so throw that one out there. Just checking the time here on the recording. I'm at 15 minutes. Mm, not bad. I don't want to give too much away about my comic and because uh, I want you to buy it and read it. Um, and what else I have coming up on the horizon? Eh, it's not necessarily comic book related, but I'll share it anyway on First Friday. I'll be reading at a poetry event downtown. Again, watch my Instagram, Amazing AZ Comics, for more information. I may also have some pieces hanging up at the Desert Dwellers Gallery Show at The Hive, which is the co-op that hosts and is home to Wasted Ink Zine Distro. So that gallery is raising money for the Phoenix Zine Fest. It's the first Friday in July. You got a poetry reading downtown, you got a beautiful opening of a gallery at the Hive, and that's just the stuff I'm doing. A lot of things going on on first Friday. A lot of things going on this summer. It's hot, it's hot out. You got three options. Stay home. That's option number one. Do nothing. Option number two is you go outside without purpose. You meander in the heat, looking aimlessly for something to do, some way to amuse yourself, because, hey, it is the summer in Arizona, and as much as it's 112 degrees outside, other people think that's beautiful, so I might as well go outside. What's out here? What's out here, world? And it's just your own death by dehydration. That's option number two. Option number three is to go outside with purpose. Do things around town. 
And I don't care where you find those things. You look in the New Times calendar section, you Google stuff online like poetry events or gallery openings. That's just the stuff I like. Independent film, like at the film bar, cult classics, uh, film series. So much stuff going on around town. People think we shut down for the summertime, but we just know where to hide because that's where the AC is. (laughs) It's all inside. So seek us out, us creative types. We got stories to tell, things to share, and uh, we're excited to do it, even in the sweltering heat, especially in the sweltering heat, because then it gives us a reason for being here, for enduring it. The off chance of bumping into other people that are doing that as well, you know, surviving the heat. It's just, you know, when I'm drawing for people in public like I just did these last 24 hours, they, they peek in the window, they see what's on my drawing board, and there's that look of like, hmm. I didn't expect to see this today. I'm not saying they're even complimenting my work. I mean, they might look at my drawing and be like, well, that doesn't compare to anything inside this comic shop, which, of course, is full of professional comic book work. But just the fact that they're seeing it appear before their eyes, to me, it's the same magic a a musician demonstrates when he plays a song. I don't have those kinds of chops. So when I see a song, see a song, What am I, on acid? When I hear a song, when I see a musician singing a song, how's that? (laughs) I've been up for 24 hours, but that's magical when I see that happen. Because I don't know how it happens. There's an art and a science and a talent. It all combines in this perfect stew that makes music. And I have that too, but it's with drawing. So somebody says... Draw Batman, I could draw Batman, just as somebody says to some dude with a guitar, you know play Free Fallen, and then he plays Free Fallen. So, it's a, it, it's a tremendous opportunity for somebody to look at that paper and be like, oh yeah, look at that. I recognize that. I know what those lines mean. That's a table. There's a person. It might sound so absurdly simple, but man, it is something. If it sounds simple to you, that's because you're an artist listening to this podcast, and you know what your process is, and you know what your talents are, And you're so inside your bubble that when you hear somebody talk all new agey or however you want to put it, like this, you're like, ah, jeez. But it's absolutely true. You walk up to anybody else on the street and you present your art. It's going to blow them away because they can't do that. All of our fellow artists can do that. And so we take it for granted. But Joe Blow can't do that. That's who I'm drawing for. So, again, doing it in a window where I'm on complete display for that person. So cool. So cool. And I have a finished comic book out of it. I'm no trailblazer. People have been doing this 24-hour comic book challenge since the 90s. Since grunge times. The grunge age. But, uh, it's my fourth one, and I've completed each and every one. I have the actual comics to prove it. I got the pictures to prove it. I got witnesses. I got documents. I got statements. I got bank statements. I got everything you would need to know that this is legit. And um, this past weekend was no exception. This podcast is part of that evidence. I submit it as Exhibit A. Exhibit B will be the comic, and Exhibit C will be all the pictures I put on my Instagram over the next week. So I hope you're following me at Amazing AZ Comics on Instagram. 
Again, that's Amazing AZ Comics, where you're going to see a bunch of pictures of me and drawings I make and things I like. That's basically what Instagram is. But the opportunity to purchase this special issue of Amazing Arizona Comics will be up there soon as well. And again, part of the proceeds are going to benefit the Foster Hope Foundation to raise awareness and funds for foster care programs in Arizona. All right, I'm almost home. I'm about 75% asleep already here at the wheel. Um, I'm joking, of course, but if you do hear of a Chevy Silverado driving through the campus of Xavier Preparatory Academy, tomorrow on the news, it wasn't me. Anyway, thanks for listening to this thing. Thanks for supporting the comic either in the past or right now or in the future when you eventually do I appreciate it thanks thanks a lot and uh, I don't know when I'll make another one of these because I seem to do them so episodically but when I do I hope you listen to it you'll find it right here you're listening to amazing Arizona comics radio and I'm your host Russ catch you next time <laughs>